and welcome to the strangest gig I've ever played. True tales from the studio and the stage. I'm your host, Chris J. Norwood. On the podcast with us today is one Mason Adams. Mason is relatively new to this music thing. He picked up the guitar seven years ago and immediately started writing his own songs and put a band together. That band is the Mason Adams Project, and they're starting to gain traction here in the DFW scene. But as you'll hear later from Mason, whether you're a newcomer or a grizzled vet, playing strange gigs is just part of the deal. So let's get to it. Welcome back to The Strangest Gig. Again, my name is Chris J. Norwood. I'm your host. Before we get started with Mason, I want to let you know about a few things coming up. My new band, Chris J. Norwood and the Knockdown Dragout, has a show coming up at Sundown at Granada here in Dallas, April 20th at 8.30. Knockdown Dragout is a nine-piece, modern-day, vintage-inspired rhythm and soul review. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. This is kind of our first show, and I'm really excited to, to play these shows. We'll have the full band, the horn section, background singers, the full deal. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also that night opening the show is going to be Carrie Norwood, my beautiful and talented wife, and myself. We'll be playing a short duo set before Knockdown Dragout comes up. Carrie will be celebrating the release of her brand new single entitled Flying to Tennessee. It is a beautiful song we co-wrote together, and she sounds amazing on it. It's a beautiful song. So April 14th is when that is out. Streaming platforms everywhere. Please check it out. And then come see us the next week, April 20th, Sundown at Granada. You can get your tickets at granadatheater.com. Mason Adams is a singer-songwriter here in Dallas-Fort Worth. As I said in the intro, he first picked up the guitar seven years ago. He immediately started writing songs, and very shortly thereafter, a band was put together. That band is the Mason Adams Project. They're a folk rock Americana band. And in the short five years that they've been around, they've already started gaining quite a bit of traction, having played some amazing venues all across the Metroplex, and having been able to open for some pretty stellar nationally touring artists. It's a lot of fun having Mason on the show. He's a good dude with a pretty infectious laugh. And we had a good hang. So without further ado, here's Mason Adams. Cool. Well, let's get started. Mason Adams, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited that you're here. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Always love doing these things, and uh, this is great. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let's get into it. Tell me about uh, tell me about your current gig, what you're working on currently, um, any projects you got going on or albums or anything like that. So currently, Mason Adams Project, we're installing a ton of new music, um, which is wild because we just released the 15-song album in April of 2022. Okay. So just recently. Yeah. Um, that's our debut full album. It's called Old Red River. Cool. Um, Did y'all record here? Where'd you record? Crystal Clear. Okay. Cool. Uh, Who's right, who produced? Right here in Dallas, Kent, their engineer, oh, Kent produced Stone. it for us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we kind of we did it in parts, and we'd go yeah. in and do on a day and do a few songs, and then work up the next ones for a couple months, and then go in and do the next three. And we had a great system for you know using the studio time the way we were supposed to be using it when we were there. Um, you know, so we did it pretty efficiently, and we're super proud of it. Um, it turned out great. 
Um, so, but with that, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I had a lot of songs that were, you know, on the back burner and, or songs that had been started, you know, uh, usually I've got several going at once. It just kind of thumb, thumb through type thing, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. when it goes to work on them. Um, and so, yeah, so this is the next, you know, set of mason adams project you're gonna go back to crystal clear um yeah i think that's gonna be the plan um we're really not in a big a hurry to record these as we are to just get them ready to play and you know we got some that are kind of a different feel for us i feel like a couple of them go a little bit more indie rock vibe than kind of we have been previously yeah you know we're loving exploring kind of these new sounds and so we're working on installing a lot of new music we've kind of just been not playing shows uh since since december you know new year sure so but we've got a lot on the books for march april so so tell me about like uh how long has the band been around and then like tell me Tell me how it got started. So we're coming up on five years. Okay, great. And another crazy part is, is that we played our first show that was the first full band show billed as Mason Adams Project in December of 2017. Okay. And um, at Deep Ellum Art Company. Oh, yeah. Of all places. They gave us our first shot. Um, We were so green. (laughs) Yeah. And... We had a different guitar player. Okay. So uh, we played that one show and literally, I mean, it wasn't maybe a couple weeks after that, that guitar player was no longer <laughs> with us anymore. Yeah. He quit us. He quit yeah, us. You know? Yeah, things happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Because who we have now, Gil Altum, mm. um, you know, he, we never tried out anybody else but yeah. Gil. Um, and we all know each other and it's pretty crazy how, how we became a thing. Um, my mandolin player, uh, Kevin Krejcian, we grew up together in Bonham and we go way back. (laughs) So I love y'all's, I love y'all's, um, y'all setup, which is like a typical, like, you know, rock band setup plus the mandolin that's super cool it it, it pretty much is it pretty much is and i don't i don't the only way i can describe it honestly is that i mean kevin to in in my eyes kevin was always in the band right and we had played music together growing up where i was playing some bass guitar and I was a drummer. Mm -hmm. And so he, it was more of a, he was the guitar player and I would play djembe dynamic dynamic, like on school trips and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so me and Kevin grow up together, but you know, we grow apart. He goes to school. I go to school, you know, whatever. And then, um, I started teaching myself guitar, not until I was 28. Yeah. So this is like seven years ago. (laughs) so um as soon as i could you know start putting three chords together i really didn't learn just a ton of cover tunes i started writing my own songs kind of right off the bat right off the bat you know and having being a drummer and having 
right hand down, yeah. right? Where I I could strum, I was doing strum patterns and stuff, yeah. you know, relatively quick. Yeah. And then I just kind of had to start learning chording, you know, and all that. But as soon as I could learn chords, I started writing songs. And if I didn't know a chord, I would write a song with that chord in it. Yeah. to force me to play it while I was writing That's that cool. tune, you know. That's so weird to yeah. think, you know, just self-taught, you know, at yeah. that time and um where where we're at now. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't you don't get often to reflect that far back like yeah. this, you know. Sure. Um so me and Kevin go way back. So Kevin, you know, he's accomplished guitar player and mandolin player. Does he so, just exclusively play mandolin in y'all's thing? He does. He has. Yeah. yeah just That's what's exclusive. so cool about it. I mean, yeah. cause you see the bands that have like the utility guy and I'd like, I've done that in, in bands played mandolin a lot, you know, played the utility thing, but to have the band like that just does the mandolin, that's, that's super cool. So, and he, so he was always, you know, we started playing together, you know, and whether he knew it or not, yeah, he was always going to be in the band. Um, so then there's, the second story, there's more than one version that has been told, but the, <laughs> the closest version that I have is that um, Jordan Raymer, our bass player, and I met down in Austin one night through a mutual friend who I went to go visit, and then we ended up partying on 6th Street. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he was a bass player. And then somehow, randomly, you know, like 18 months later, Jordan has now moved up here at the same time that I need a bass player. Oh, wow. And so it's I was kismet. like, yeah, we talk and I'm like, don't you play bass? And yeah. he's like, I do. And I'm like, well, you know, should come, we should play. So, you know, we got together one night and played and then we're just like, okay, like this feels good. And, uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan was pretty green, had been playing bass for a long time, but, you know, pretty green as far as like knowing what notes and all this and yeah. everything at the time, I feel like. And everybody's just grown so much. But like Jordan had worked at Saltgrass Steakhouse in San Marcos, Texas with this guy before mm-hmm. <laughs> named Peter. Yeah. Who was a drummer okay. who happened to live in Grand Prairie. So Jordan calls Peter one night and says, Hey, we need a drummer. Come play with us, you know? Yeah. And it was like a one night thing. And I remember Peter came in all and he's like, I'm not really looking for a permanent thing, like more looking to be kind of a hired gun, you know, type situation. And we're like, well, you know, we're not really looking for that. (laughs) And (laughs) and then we just kept rehearsing to the point where we were rehearsing at his house, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for a while. And it was like, it just, it worked out great. Um, And then we rehearsed with the old guitar player and then the show at Art Co debut show, then old guitar player goes and Peter goes, Oh, in San Marcos, I used to play music with this guy. Um, and he is now living back in Dallas oh, and, cool. yeah. and wants to play some music. Yeah. And so we're then like, Oh, we'll call him up. Yeah. And this is, you know, Gil Altum who ends up being the lead guitar player, but we've all, it's been the same roster for now, almost five years. That's great. It's it blows my mind. So had been. you like had you played a bunch of shows before that Art Co. show? Uh, well, so no. Yeah. Um, I had played s- several acoustic shows and like you know some open mics and yeah. stuff. But in college, we recorded, produced, released rap mixtapes. 
Okay. And so I had performed on stage many a times for yeah. a crowd and, you know, something that was comfortable for me yeah. already. So that's why once I started putting these songs together, I mean, I don't know. I don't, maybe every musician uh, maybe wants their songs to be heard by more people. Uh, maybe they don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I did. Yeah. You know, I just, and I felt like what I was writing um, had a message that maybe other people would like. Yeah. You know, and so, and then, you know, I love music anyway, and live music, you know, is my passion anyway. Yeah. And so, Every other night of the week, I was standing at the front of the stage just looking at whoever else was on the stage playing guitar going, man, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And it was really, really, I think, you know, everybody, I told my mom at five, age five, that I wanted to be Garth Brooks when yeah. I grew up, you know, still do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, we like, dude's amazing. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, what a performer. He's a legend. Yeah. What a performer, you know? Um, and, uh. Yeah, I mean, this is it's this whole thing's mind blowing to me because I didn't even pick up the guitar until I figured, you know, late in life. Sure. You know, and then it wasn't two years kind of before the next thing you know, we have a band. Yeah. You know, that was super fast. And then our catalog is pretty extensive for yeah. what it is. I mean, we put out the five song EP, mm -hmm. which was uh, Lessons. And that was in, I think, um, uh, mid-2019 is when that one came out. And then, um, yeah, the 15-track, you know, full album. Um, and then, you know, our live shows, sometimes we play a couple of different cover tunes and stuff, too. So we, we got songs now. Yeah, it's And great. it's like, it's pretty wild. That's cool. <laughs> So I want to I want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, and go back. Tell me tell me about um, tell me about the the rap mixtapes. Okay. Um, so I think you know always growing up. Uh, I mean, you know I was in every clique. Right. Where'd you Where'd you grow up? I'm from Bonham, Texas. Okay. Um, and I was Mr. Bonham High School. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> just knew everybody. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of my free time was spent hanging out with my friends, freestyle rapping. Okay. You know, and so I was a poet, am mm -hmm. a writer. Yeah. You know, and so these words and stuff like that flow used to come relatively easy to me, you know, and I don't, I don't really know. I think it was the first time I ever had like a laptop uh -huh. and had Acoustica by Mixcraft downloaded on okay. it. And it was like... So you're putting beats together yourself and just kind of wrapping uh, over them? More like just getting other people that are making beats and okay. we're putting on them on SoundCloud for free. Yeah, or, okay. You know, that type of thing. Um, some of them, yeah, friends yeah. of mine would make or something. I never was a beat maker yeah. per se. Um, I enjoyed kind of doing like weird mashups. Like you would get <clears throat> Young Jock, um, what was it? In the, um, me, me, it's going down. Young Jock, okay. it's going down over Boozy 
independent beat. Yeah. So it's I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that yeah. means? She got her own house, you know, but it's <laughs> meet me in the mall. It's going down. <laughs> meet me in the club. It's going down. I love it, yeah. You know, so I like I like doing that kind of stuff. But, you know, same type thing. Like, mm-hmm. we just, like, started. I started doing songs and had a few songs, you know, of my own. And then, right, you wanted every back then it was like this the features thing. Yeah. Right? Like who could you get to feature on your yeah. track and your album and stuff. So I was at college in McPherson, Kansas. Um, okay. I went to McPherson College. It's a four year private liberal arts school. Uh-huh. And uh, met uh, other guys from Texas and California and yeah. Wichita, you know, who also rapped. That's and cool. so, yeah, I mean, we just kind of started doing, putting out mixtapes and we do like the little small Kansas college tour yeah. and, uh, you know, nightclub deal. And it was, it was fun. Do you ever do that? Would you ever do that again? Or maybe I don't, I, I don't see that habit, but that's not to say that I didn't because one time I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I gra- I graduated college in 10 mm. and and I think it was in 2000 late 11 or 12 um I produced a show my first ever show to promote yeah. produce in Dallas um and it was called um uh, it was called Poetry in Motion Okay, yeah, I remember that. Um, and it was at the the only show that we ever blasted good was at Quixotic World. Uh-huh. We rented out that space for the evening and threw a big party with several rappers, several DJs in between. Yeah, yeah. and I, I came out of retirement that That's night. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was from the time I graduated college in ten. You know, it was like a year and a half hiatus, something like that, and did that one-off show, and then that—that's been the it <laughs> that's cool. of the rap career. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Let's get into the strangest gig you've ever played, and you know, you've been—you know—relatively new or at this, um, and so like you know, all those gigs that you know, bands have to take to kind of start out. Let's hear some of the the strangest gigs you've ever played. Well, so I will preface this with saying that we've been lucky in a sense that we've kind of jumped a couple steps. And so we haven't had to play in a lot of horrible places. Um, and it's not a brag. Yeah. It's it's a, thank God we have, um, you know, and it's, I don't, we do have some good, we have a couple good stories, but I mean, we just haven't, you know, we haven't had the, the single sheet of plywood with the single plug in type issue. Mm-hmm. You know, we have had show where we had to haphazardly throw together an old sound system yeah. out in Bonham one night and try to piece that together, you know, like <laughs> kind of was a mess type deal. And then, um, unnamed, we played a, a pool hall in North Dallas one night that was kind of a, a weird deal because we were just basically couldn't hear each other the whole night and we were fighting each other over the only one monitor I think <laughs> <laughs> on stage, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell the story because I was 
trying to think about like what was the strangest gig truthfully yeah. for us what is the strangest gig we ever played and uh, honestly i pulled the band i was like is there any gigs that stand out that you know y'all think was you know weird or strange yeah. or whatever um and they didn't really come up with too many but the one that sticks out to me the most so we had booked got booked to play a show at Texas Live in okay. Arlington. Yeah. And it was going to be at Troy Aitman's place mm -hmm. there. And we had already played there, mm -hmm. you know, a few times. So it was, you know, no big thing. We knew we were going to show up. Yeah, you knew, the, you yeah. knew the drill. Yeah, Lane, the sound guy, was going to be there. Yeah. He knew us. You know, we knew him. It was going to be fine. So <clears throat> everybody at that establishment got COVID. Oh no. <laughs> that week or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is as we're coming out big time. Like we've been, numbers have been going down at this point yeah. and you know, things are starting to come back to normal. Rangers are playing. Yeah. So were they playing that night? They were playing that yeah. night. So the promoter messages and says, I've got, Bad news, but I've got good news. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait on me. You know, okay. Well, everybody at Troy's, wait staff, whatever, got COVID, you know? And so they're not opening tonight. Oh, wow. And we're like, dang. You know, like, okay. Good news is that they have agreed to let you play the Texas Live Arena. Oh, wow. In the middle there. Yeah. Right after the Rangers game. Whoa. And I'm like, Yes, <laughs> big stage in there. It's got the two floors, stairs that go up on both sides yeah. with all the tables and seating. Then you're behind the screen. Oh, wow, yeah. Behind this huge screen that, you know, all these little screens are behind, uh -huh. you know, go together to make this huge screen. So the deal is, okay, we've agreed to 75 minutes, <laughs> okay, which it was shorter already than what we thought yeah. we were going to have, but you know, whatever, we're yeah. gonna, you know, it's great, 75 minutes. We had agreed to 75 minutes, and the as soon as the game is over, the screen's going to come up, and we're here, we're, yeah, you're we're ready to about to ready yeah. to rock, you know. So we get it loaded in good, you know, um, we got a sound check even, um, while everything's going on in front of us, we got to line check and everything and everything felt good until, uh, the one other sound guy comes in and he's like, um, yeah. So they're saying that you might, you guys might only get like two songs. Oh no. <laughs> and, and we're like two songs, you know, like what? Like we were told 75 yeah. minutes. We've got this awesome set list. Yeah. You know, we're ready. You know, Rangers are going to win. It's going to be great. Um, and then like, well, you know, we don't know. So the whole, you know, whatever eighth and ninth inning while we're preparing to kind of make this <laughs> move to the stage, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth where it's like, we don't, we don't, we walk on stage and not have a definitive time for how long we're supposed to play. Oh no. And it was because whoever was over there that night running the show there, he, there was a DJ. Oh, and I mean, it was, I mean, it, there wasn't a time crunch. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it was fine, but it's always the DJ, <laughs> the DJ, you know, and that's what we kept hearing, you know, we're like, DJ, like you know, whatever. And so, you know, 
<laughs> there's this back and two songs, you know, 30 minutes, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> we're just like, this is it's crazy. So y'all got to count off this first song. Still not knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so man. the literally the plan walking on stage was like, guys, let's give it to them. Every song. You know what I mean? Cause we don't know if that's going to be we'll hit it with all the hits. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> So, yeah, so that's that's the mood. We walk on stage. We're literally standing there. You know, one of these things where there's a couple fly balls and, you know, the game goes a little bit longer, but then it's boom, go time. And uh, <laughs> after every song, we keep looking at each other. And when nothing happens, I'm just like, boom, right going. into the, yeah, we're just running them. You know what I mean? We made it through the entire set list. Oh, man, that's great. We crazy. made it through the entire set list, I'm pretty sure. You know, it might have been one short, but um, that was just the strangest thing that's because so I weird. felt like we're going to get kicked off this stage. At any you're, yeah, you're waiting to get the hook. They're going to lower the screen on us while we're up here playing the song, you know, and, and we just kept running through songs, running through songs. and steamrolled them, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the weirdest just strangest that's great gig we ever had to play so what did they say when you walked off were they was everybody cool like were they happy it with, was fine yeah. yeah it was completely no yeah it was completely fine you know we just yeah loaded up our stuff and left like we never even faced the our opposition yeah yeah or the dj yeah. for that matter you know but but we also i don't maybe this is too much Eh, whatever we think the dj was living in the green room like the (laughs) the resident dj was hard up or something and was maybe living in the green room that we had occupied prior to yeah playing the show you know (laughs) i don't know he was ready for y'all to get out of his house yeah exactly you know he needed a shower and get ready for his gig That was, you know, supposed to run over ours, I guess. So, yeah, that's that, great. That, it was weird. It was weird for sure. That's great. Yeah. So tell me now, tell me about your about your dream gig. Like your band still, you know, you've had some accomplishments. You're, but you, you know, you're kind of gaining some traction what's y'all's what's your what's your dream gig venue bill i mean really and truly right now i mean for me it's like i mean there's a couple right it's granada theater yeah and it's the kessler yeah um those are great venues yeah we've played we've played a lot of great rooms i feel like already that we're extremely fortunate to have been able to play um, and we're, you know, slowly have, you know, built us a pretty good following in five years. And we're just trying to honestly be kind of right now, we kind of want to be the look to go to act for supporting any of these big regional or national Americana folk, you know, bluegrass, you know, whatever, red dirt, Southern rock type groups that are coming through, you know, like we, we have, we haven't toured. Um, you know, any plans for touring? Yeah. Um, slowly, slowly, but surely. Yeah. Slowly, but surely. Um, the, I mean, the one that we have discussed most um, has us going back to Kansas. 
Okay. Where I went to college. Yeah. And then working our way back down 35 and doing yeah. kind of the Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas type thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and so we're really hoping to be able to pull something like that off. But, you know, we all work full-time jobs. Sure, yeah. You, you got, know, and it's... Got a family. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's, yeah, starting families and all sorts of stuff. So, um, you know, it's hard not to want more and be yeah. able to, you know... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? Sure, to yeah. be able to do it all the time and live comfortably and, you know, and not have to do other stuff. Like For sure. How creative could you be if that's all you needed to do? You right. know, is be creative and go play shows and, you know, but, uh, you know, I, that's neither here nor there because I'm just so floored by all of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know I think that's I mean? the best, man. That's always the best approach is to just kind of enjoy the ride. Oh yeah. My jaw's just on the ground constantly. Yeah. Just the people that will email or the opportunities that arise and stuff, you know, and not that we're not working our butts off, sure. you know, for well, it takes them. both, man. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to, you know, be able to accomplish those type of things. And I, and what I feel like is such a short time for, you know, a music career or something yeah. like that, you know, we're, and, but we just grind it out. And, yeah. you know, the, you know, one thing I always, you know, commend our band on is everybody always shows up and, um, we've been doing it for five years straight, showing up once a week. It's good, man. It's hard to keep a more. band together. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. To credit the band, um, for always being there and showing up and, uh, and wanting to play my songs because yeah. <laughs> that's awesome too, that there's guys that see, you know, potential in the music that I'm writing and want to stand next to me and play my songs you know on stage it's it takes a lot of a lot of humility and (laughs) i guess you know no egos in the band everybody's buying in and just you know creating and that's what makes it awesome that's great man well man mason i i I really appreciate you coming by and telling the stories and it was was fun getting to know you and and hear the things so i do want to say we got a couple shows that are yeah booked. man tell us how how can people find out about you so what you got going we're on? on facebook that's our main social media but we do instagram also and we have the website that has the show calendar um it's always up to date um we've got some big shows coming up like uh march 16th at six springs tavern we're open for an act called mojo hand from new jersey they're on tour um they're great um that's going to be a thursday night show and then um uh, sunday show at sundown at granada with under the rug who is an awesome outfit from Austin. Yeah. And this is their tour opener. So we're trying to play an awesome Sunday show yeah. and pack the house at sundown for them on April 2nd and send them off, you know, on their way. Um, so those two shows are the ones that we got coming up. Um, they're kind of special and um, they're going to be fun. Um, we're just trying to uh, pack the place. That's you know, great, man. For those guys. Um, and then, um, yeah, music is everywhere. 
Spotify, yeah. iTunes, Apple Music, you know, Google Music, YouTube, where wherever you find your music, go listen. The album's called Old Red River, um, 15 tracks. Um, and it's the Mason Adams Project. Yeah, MasonAdamsProject.com. And yeah. Right on. Mason, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, brother. You bet. There he goes, Mason Adams. Y'all be sure to check them out, Mason Adams Project. Go to a show, buy a CD, buy some merch, support your local artists. And in that spirit, I want to remind you about Carrie Norwood's new single, Flying to Tennessee, which comes out Friday, April 14th. And then come the next week, Thursday, April 20th, 8.30 p.m., see her and myself and my new band, Chris J. Norwood and the Knockdown Dragout. Get your tickets at GranadaTheater.com. We hope to see you there. And until next time, whether you're a newcomer or a grizzled vet, hope to turn the TVs off for you when you play. And just remember, a gig's a gig, right? <laughs>